All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I think people like to hear us learn as we go along. I'm in my like um, Zoom formal gym shorts and a collared shirt. Oh, that's good. I guess I'm not in like my pajamas. Hey there, and welcome to a special Super Bowl edition of Off Bites. That's right. We want to offer our football loving off besties an offbeat perspective on the big game as they bite their nails waiting for February 11th. You wrote a tongue twister there. I'm sorry. I, you can't realize it when you're writing until you start saying it. So you did that well, though. So even though the Detroit Lions weren't able to make it an especially unique year by playing in the final game of the season, this year does have the potential to be pretty weird, especially since the Swifties will have their eyes on the game. Lauren, I notice you know a storyline about the Detroit Lions. When did you learn about the sport? <laughs> so credit for that one actually goes to my boss, Christy Strauser in Detroit. Uh, check out Who Killed Strawberry if you want to hear more from Christy. Um, and also my coworker, Joe, they filled me in about the whole Lions thing. And we all decided together that they're the um, beloved little brother of the NFL. And I know that a lot of people were rooting for them. So I'm bummed that they didn't make it. I also have to admit, though, that I have been checking in on football this year because of Taylor Swift's relationship with Chiefs player Travis Kelsey. I'm interested in them. I want to know what's going on. That makes a little more sense. <laughs> Do you consider yourself a Swifty? I don't because I'm not I'm not like a, a hardcore fan from back in the day. I explained this a little bit. We did a Taylor Swift podcast, but I loved folklore and everlore. And I've been keeping my eye on her since then. I'm a little bit more interested in the the Swifty narratives, the Swifty drama. But I don't think, you know, I don't think I would qualify as a real Swifty. No. Okay. Well, as Lauren mentioned, Taylor helped her boyfriend's team, the Kansas City Chiefs, get to the Super Bowl against the San Francisco 49ers. The Chiefs are the defending champions as they beat the Philadelphia Eagles last year. I actually know that one, too, that they they beat the Eagles. But I know it from commercials for Disney World that played on my streaming apps. Well, however the information gets to you. Uh, we've got some time between this episode and when the actual game is going to air. It's going to be on Sunday. So please let us know in between, who do you want to win? Did we miss any weird stuff? Do you want us to do more football stories or more stories about, you know, Taylor and Travis or whatever? We need to know. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at LaurenBerry91, and our host, Mike Rogers, is at KRLD Mike Rogers. And I'm at Chris C. Blake on Twitter, and you can also email us at somethingoffbeat at odyssey.com. Lauren, you ready to get into these stories? Yeah, let's go. Okay. So again, I mentioned Taylor, but I, we're going to start there. Um, I found uh, this article from page six that says Travis Kelsey congratulates Taylor Swift for making Super Bowl 
as rookie of the year. Obviously, this isn't true. It was just a joke that he made um, on his podcast. It's called New Heights, and he does it with his brother, Jason. Um, and it's basically just a, a nod to all of the coverage, the extensive coverage of Taylor Swift at Chiefs games, in the stands, of the two of them, you know, going out and stuff like that. So as I said, I've been I've been watching this, but there are some conspiracy theories that I've heard of about this relationship. And I'm sure you've seen them online that they are just together for the media attention and it's a psyop. And some people that I work with have mentioned that they don't think the two of them have any chemistry whatsoever. I don't know what I think. What about you, Chris? What's your take on the Taylor thing? How do you feel about it? I, th- I have a feeling that you have strong opinions, but I don't know. Let me be clear. My strong opinions are about the amount of coverage it's getting, not about their relationship in general. It seems like they genuinely like each other. I mean, I don't know yeah. that the biggest pop star in the world would be rearranging her life to go to road games in Buffalo and Kansas City in negative 30 degree wind chills if she didn't actually like the guy. Yeah, and it's kind of endearing. It's kind of cute that she does that. I think that's why people are so interested in it a little bit. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not like these games are in New York or L.A. They're in, not that they're small cities, but they're not the biggest cities in the country. Mm. Living in Dallas, there's a lot of comparisons to this. And when former Cowboys quarterback Tony Romo was dating pop stars, he dated Carrie Underwood at one point. He dated Jessica Simpson at one point. And he came under a lot of criticism for not being focused on football, which I think Travis Kelsey has avoided one because fairly or unfairly, the quarterback is credited or blamed for most things that happen with their team. And two, the chiefs have already won and they're going back to the super bowl. The Cowboys never got there much less Mm. one, one. So I think that criticism for Romo was uh, lower hanging fruit than it would be for Kelsey. That's true. Until you brought this up, I totally forgot about that. But then the memories came flooding back to me a little bit. I don't think it got as much fanfare as this Taylor Swift thing. And it's been such a Taylor year. Like she had her own tour where she was like at all these cities across the country. Now she's doing it basically again with the Chiefs. Like she's on the campaign trail. She's going all the cities in America like a uh, congressman in one of her songs. And, you know, she's kind of doing it. Yeah, you're right. She's also a significantly bigger deal than either of those two that Romo dated were. I feel like the equivalent would have been like if he was dating Britney Spears in that time period. Yeah. I mean, Carrie Underwood's kind of great, though. I have, I do have to say. Do you think she wrote my favorite Carrie Underwood song? It's like the one everybody knows before he cheats. Do you yeah. think it was about Romo? I have no idea. I'm not sure where I'm not sure where the timeline goes. Now, if Taylor Swift writes a song on her next album, there's like a 99% chance it's about Travis Kelsey. I know. I kind of want them to break up just for <laughs> the the dish. I want like all these songs about what this Chiefs campaign was like. Do you think if Biden does ultimately decides not to run that Taylor Swift should run as the Democratic candidate for president? I do not. <laughs> Okay, good. Heard it here. What would Um, you have said if I said yes? I would have been shocked. Um, So I'm, I feel comforted. And then so we were also talking a little bit before we started recording about how Taylor Swift, usually when you hear a lot about a pop star ahead of the Super Bowl, it's because 
they're playing the halftime show. But this year, it's all about Taylor Swift. She's not playing the halftime show. It's Usher. And I did not know this going into this episode. I had to look it up. I'm like, who's playing the halftime show? I don't even know. So do you think she's stealing his thunder? I do to a certain extent. And I kind of feel bad for him because artists usually get a pretty nice little bump when they play the Super Bowl halftime show. And I think he's a really good performer. I'm sure it's going to be a good one, but I feel like no one's going to talk about it except for those 15 minutes when he's on TV and the rest of the conversation is going to be about Taylor Swift. I know. Kind of a bummer. I don't know. But I do appreciate that halftime shows are now for us, whereas they used to be for our parents. Like, we don't need to see the 70s rock band. Not that I don't like the music, but I'm also very happy to see two years ago when they had Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and Eminem. I thought that was a great one. I do have to say, though, my mom, very randomly, is super into hip hop. And she was so excited about the Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Eminem show. She, like, made me get ready for it. And we sat together in my living room to watch it. And she was like, this is great. So some parents like that. Was that the most amount of a Super Bowl broadcast that you've watched in recent years? Yes, absolutely. Because we watched the whole thing together. Did um, you watch Rihanna yeah. last year? We did. She liked it. She likes Rihanna as well. But she got really nervous about her on those like platforms that were kind of like in the air. So it wasn't as enjoyable as the the other <laughs> the other performance. Because she was worried about Rihanna's safety. <laughs> she was very worried about Rihanna's safety. So it wasn't as fun. Um, that time then we have to hope that usher that usher stays on the ground so your mom can enjoy the halftime show i have a feeling she's gonna like it um as yeah as long as he doesn't do any acrobatics in the air or anything so lauren commercials during the super bowl are always one of the big headlines the next day and some of the biggest spenders in the history of the game are not participating this year for the first time in 23 years none of the four largest automakers in the u.s will air commercials during the game. And for the first time in three years, the price for a 30-second spot may have plateaued. It went for $5.5 million three years ago in 2021. Then it bumped up to $6.5 million in 2022. But this year's price is the same as last year's, $7 million. So first of all, that's a lot of money. Second of all, do you feel like it has reached peak value? Have Super Bowl commercials kind of tapped out? That's a good question. So as I mentioned before, I live in an all lady household with my mom and we're not, we don't watch the whole game. Sorry to say Uh, we watch the halftime show. Um, So I've never been like, I've never focused on the Super Bowl commercials. My mom actually, who was in like PR and advertising always wants to watch the commercials to see what's going on. But I don't know how many people watch in real time if they're going to watch anything in real time it's probably the super bowl but i don't know if like the ability to like record it and fast forward through commercials and stuff really easily i don't know if that's impacting it and making the price decrease a little bit um what do you think to me the commercials over the years have gotten less funny and mm-hmm. more niche to where yeah. you almost have to be like in on a joke already to be able to understand what's going on And I think that makes them harder to enjoy. I agree. And I think that's kind of like an issue just with our culture is kind of very niche. I think when we were younger, the internet existed, but it didn't work as well as it does now. So culture was still really focused on like blockbuster movies, 
broadcast TV and then a few things on cable like The Sopranos or something. So people kind of knew the same references. I feel like today there's just so many options with streaming stuff and podcasts that people don't, there aren't as many common references that everybody's going to get. And if there are, they kind of think they're stale already. Like yeah, a real world example today, I worked out this morning. My wife was like, make sure you drink a lot of water so you're not sore. And mm -hmm. I sent her a gif of Denzel Washington in Remember the Titans saying waters for cowards. And she coaches high school sports. So I said, you should start dropping in random lines from movies of coaches talking to their team and she said none of the kids watch movies so to yeah. get to your point a lot of the references are just very siloed true and they're like what are you talking about my dad always used to love from a league of their own there's no crying in baseball mm -hmm. he's telling me that and i'm like i'm not playing baseball so i'm not crying it can Heck apply off. to everything though there's no crying in podcasting <laughs> that's true there is no because we're having a great time all the time no crying Always. in podcast. There's never a bad day. Never. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So another uh, news item about Super Bowl commercials is about Bud Light. And they're usually a mainstay advertiser for the Super Bowl. People look forward to their uh, Super Bowl ads. But Bud Light in 2023 had a rough year. Last year, its Super Bowl commercial was Miles Teller from uh, Top Gun Maverick. So he was in it with his wife. They were doing like a cute little dance thing again. Like we're, this is a good example of the niche siloed thing we're talking about. The movie that I can't remember the name of was like the top movie of the year. And people are like, it's bringing people back to movie theaters. We can't remember the actors or the name of the movie. It, then, um, then it had to be Top Gun because there was a, there was a new Top Gun, I think that came out. Okay. So, and I like have a hard time recognizing this guy. I did not know, like when I was researching this article, that I'm referencing that he was from that movie. I was like, yeah, that's that guy that was on SNL one time. So there you go, siloed culture. And then they had a really tough year. They had, during March Madness, they had a, a transgender actress named Dylan Mulvaney um, do uh, just a really quick little video for them on Instagram about liking Bud Light. And it became this whole thing. Uh, Kid Rock got mad about it. He did a video of him like shooting Bud Light cases because he was mad people boycotted the brand it was pretty excessive and it actually impacted Bud Light's sales they dropped from being the most popular beer in the country and Modelo overtook them they had to let go of workers it was just a whole big thing really rough year in 2023 for Bud Light um, it might not all be because of the Mulvaney thing people are also drinking less beer we're actually going to have an episode about that coming up soon but again, it's been a rough time for Bud Light. This is an opportunity, I think, for them to kind of revamp the brand, put a different image of the brand in people's minds. And there's a little bit of a preview of how they plan to do that during the Super Bowl commercial. They have a new character that they're going to debut. 
he's wearing in this like little preview video, he's wearing a Bud Light branded jacket, metallic sunglasses, and he has a mustache. He looks kind of vintage, like maybe he's got kind of like an 80s Mike Ditka aesthetic, in my opinion. I know that's another football reference, but I'm a Chicagoan. We always talk about Mike Ditka. I was about to comment on that. You going back to the football well. Back to the um, all of the three things I know about football I've utilized in this episode. We better um, not do a follow-up Super Bowl episode then. I know. I have to do a lot of research. I could reach out to some friends maybe to to fake that. But so, and then there's a man in a Broncos jersey holding a Bud Light, and he looks like really awestruck at this guy. What do you think? Did you get a chance to look at it? The reveal needs to be something really good. Yeah. But I don't know what, unless it's like a celebrity we haven't seen on anything for decades, I don't know what would make consumers react in an excited way. Yeah, I agree. What celebrity would make you go like, oh, wow. Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons, that's a good, Richard Simmons is a good pick. Because he's been off the face of the yeah, earth Yeah, did you ever years. listen to that, that podcast about him? Some of it, yeah. That's a good pick. I'm trying to think of who would be, hmm. You know, I'm this is maybe again like kind of just like a basic Chicago answer, but like I think Bill Murray would make me happy. That'd be a good one. Yeah, he hasn't been in anything in a while and he's always fun. I feel like yeah. people are in good spirits when they see Bill Murray. I am. He just, he just shows up at, you know, random sporting events looking disheveled most of the time. Yeah, it's great. And he sometimes will like crash a party and like clean people's dishes. He has a sportsy vibe. You know, yeah. like he would be there at a sporting event. Like sports celebrities are like him, Spike Lee, Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. What if it was Jack Nicholson, I would be pretty. That'd be a good one too. About that too. Yeah. yeah. Maybe this is just as maybe this is just getting older. But I always thought, and I know this was more Budweiser than Bud Light, but I mm-hmm. always thought the commercials with the horses and the dog were very effective. Me too. I, you can't go wrong. With like cute animals. And I shouldn't say horses. There's there's a specific the, the Clydesdales. Kind of, yes, the Clydesdales. Yeah. They're like fuzzy like, horses. They're like, big and kind of fuzzy. Like I remember years where they had whole story arcs with the dog that in like a 60 second commercial, people were like choked up because the dog ran away and yeah. came back and all that stuff. Same. So yeah, that would have been a good one. Cute dogs, Clydesdales. Bill Murray or Jack Nicholson. Bud Light also um, used to have the frogs and the what's up guys. Yeah. Hmm. Finally, one of the fun things to keep an eye on during the Super Bowl, even if you're not a gambler, just to see the off the wall things that people do bet money on are the prop bets. And last year, there was a 61% increase in adults betting on the Super Bowl, according to the American Gaming Association with an estimated $16 billion wagered on the game, and that is supposed to go up this year. A lot of that is tied to the game's outcome, and a lot of prop bets do involve things on the field, like who's going to score the first touchdown? Will Patrick Mahomes have more than 300 passing yards? Things like that. But there's also always some more unusual ones, which are fun to keep an eye on. One of the standard ones that does not involve football is the length of the national anthem. They've set that over under at 128. Reba McIntyre will be performing the national anthem this year. And Lauren, one of the things I've kind of wondered about before is 
because the anthem singers have to be aware that this is a thing. Do they mm-hmm. speed up or slow down towards the end just to mess with people? I would hope so. I do too. You know, I, do you think that they could put money on it and like win? It's probably insider trading. I wonder uh, like what like what the enforcement on that is. So some of the other ones are what color liquid will be poured on the winning coach? Uh, will Taylor Swift join Usher during the halftime show? I hope not. And one that neatly ties this up, bringing it back to the psyop that you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. the Chiefs win, then Taylor Swift goes to the White House and endorses Joe Biden. Right, right. That's a little different than my proposal that she uh, run for president, but I think probably a little more realistic than mine. Lauren, before we go, there is one more prop bet that seems likely to me. And Hmm. that is that Las Vegas is invaded by aliens and the game ends in a tie. It checks in at plus 100,000. Yeah, I think that's obviously going to happen. So not only would Vegas have to be invaded by aliens, but the game would have to be tied at the time that they do so. Yeah, super likely. You think they'll just be watching from above and as soon as it's like 7-7, they're like, let's go. Yep, got to go down. (laughs) Got to make sure these people win their bets. I kind of am imagining the aliens as like hanging Kodos from The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah, they're just kind of like floating over and watching. Gonna So... Yeah, I th- I think that's uh that's pretty likely. I'd I'd bet on that. What about you, Chris? I think that's the most likely thing that will happen. For sure. Yeah, definitely. I know Chris and I are pretty convinced that aliens are going to uh, land at the Super Bowl, but we want to know what our off besties think about the odds of that and the other bets that we mentioned. Um or like let us know if you're betting on any weird prop prop bet stuff. Um, what color you think the liquid is going to be that they pour on the coaches. I'm going to go this year purple. How about you? I'm going to say orange. Okay. I Let's see if one of us is right. Maybe we'll give ourselves a prize or something. See, purple is not one of the traditional Gatorade colors. That's why I did not pick it. I know it's probably not likely, but I, it's a weird year. You know, I'm going for something offbeat. Thank you for listening, guys. Email us your thoughts and have fun watching the game. And stay tuned for more Something Offbeat next week. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.